The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone back to the Answers for Elders radio podcast network. And we are here with Mr. Jim Kaler of the Kaler Law Firm in Ohio. And, but we are talking about veterans benefits. And really, if you have a loved one who needs long-term care, um, there may be some benefits available to them. And so uh, make sure that you check out part one. But we are now moving into part two. And Jim, take it away. Thanks, Suzanne. Okay. MBI, uh, when they asked me to do this presentation, and both times they've asked me to do it, uh, they, for whatever reason in their outline, also wanted kind of a, um, an overview before I went into the details. Okay. So the, uh, the, the, you know, you, know, you, you heard the old saying when you're giving a speech, tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them and tell them what you told them. Well, exactly. this is NBI building in you're gonna, me telling them what I'm going to tell them. So we might as well use it here. It will probably use up the better part of a segment. So this may be a quick overview of what all is available. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll fill the segment. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll go short. We'll figure it out. Okay. So in my slides, this is, this is subtitled Types of Veterans Benefits, colon, VA, aid and attendance, disability, et cetera. NBI picked the title because I'm not big on using the term aid and attendance because it actually applies to two different benefit programs, but most people don't know that. They call it aid and attendance when it's actually what uh, VA calls the pension program, okay. and we'll get into that uh, probably in part uh, later in part two or maybe even part three and four. Okay, so what I call VA pension, what VA calls VA pension, okay, is known by most people as aid and attendance. Right. So uh, VA pension is a bad name for it. It implies 20 or 30 years of service, just like your normal pension from, you know, Ford Motor or LTV sure. Steel or whatever. Okay. Um, no, not at all. VA pension uh, is pre-Vietnam, I'm sorry, Vietnam and earlier, 90 days of active duty was enough to trigger pension as long as you had some time uh, during a time of war. And post-Vietnam, it's two years. So nothing near 20 or 30 years. But Congress picked the name, so you can guess how appropriate it was. This is Congress's <laughs> idea. Yeah. Actually, and the cynical part of me thinks it was intentional because they wanted to set it up, but they didn't want people to use it. So they title it something that people think, oh, that didn't apply to me because it's 20 or 30 years. Okay. Yeah. And just to be clear, this is separate from Department of Defense pension for, for people who were in the military for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Got okay. it. That is DOD pension, just like the way uh, lifers at the Environmental Protection Agency sure. and the IRS and the Department of Justice, they all draw pension through the general fund of, of, of taxation. Okay. That you can get that and still be eligible for VA pension because VA pension is based on health issues. Okay. That's why another reason why the name is bad. Thank you, Congress. Okay. But most people are aid and attendance within pension. And we'll see this in a, probably, I'm looking at the clock, probably in segment three, we'll see this. Within pension, there are three levels of coverage based on your health needs. The basic level of pension or simple pension is veterans who otherwise qualify, mm -hmm. but whose health needs uh, create costs high, close to or higher than their income. Okay. Ah. So that's simple pension. Right. Housebound 
is simple pension plus some extra money and housebound is you have health needs that create costs close to or right. above your income and you have difficulty getting out of the house and getting around. It, right. it doesn't mean you can't go to the doctor, but you're just not bouncing out of the house every day. You have yeah. something that limits your ability and you can stay home. What you, I you, understand in my industry, we say they have to meet a minimum of two of seven of the quote unquote activities of daily living. Or that's, not, that's not housebound. That, oh, that's, that's not a, housebound. Okay. Yeah, no. So that's why okay. I was asking. Okay. Yeah. This is, it's simply difficult for you to get out of the house. Got um, it. And to, to go do fun things, things of your choosing. Okay. When, when you have to get out, you can get out. I mean, in an emergency, yeah, you can get out. You still count as housebound. But if right. you, you're not getting out to go play golf, you're not getting out to go play bingo. Granted, it takes a little more physical effort to play bingo, to play golf than it does bingo. And since I'm not a golfer, as far as I'm concerned, it takes only a little more so physical shopping, effort to do golf. Different things like that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's hard, you know. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting out for social purposes, but you can get out to grocery shop. You can get out to go to the doctor. You still might be considered housebound. Okay. Got it. I will it's, admit, it's somewhat fuzzy. Okay. And then aid and attendance is a higher level of help. So you have to meet the basic pension requirements, health uh, care costs, close to or above your uh, income. Plus you need help with activities, daily living, the usual definition of activities, daily living that applies in the Medicaid world and long-term care insurance world is worded slightly differently in VA, but not significantly enough uh, for most people that it matters. Mm -hmm. But for each particular individual that's applying, you have to get down to the details. Okay. And the wording of these is not in the rules. It's in a guidance document from the VA. So this is why you work with, work with someone who's accredited because they know where to go find that guidance document. They probably have it right on their computer or a link to it on their computer. Um, okay, so that's the three levels. And it's the aid attendance level that pays the most money. So that's why people call this the aid and attendance program rather than the pension program because almost everyone's applying for aid and attendance. They want the yeah. biggest amount of money, okay? But it's, it's still the pension program. <clears throat> and, I, and whenever someone says aid and attendance in front of one of my friends from the Veteran Service Commission, they will immediately get corrected as, oh, that is pension plus special monthly compensation. Mm-hmm. Okay. The housebound is pension plus special monthly compensation. It's just how much special monthly compensation it is. Housebound compensation or aid and attendance compensation. Okay. So they are very precise in it, and I, I try not to be stuffy about it, but you do need to, when you're going to ask, you need to know to ask for the right thing so you don't get directed into compensation plus aid and attendance, and we'll talk about that, okay? okay. So the basics of VA pension is it's to help aged or disabled, and the age is anybody over 65, so those of you who are over age 65, yeah, you've been insulted, Sorry. This goes back to the original full retirement age in Social Security and hasn't been changed. Okay. Um, so aged or disabled wartime veterans. So this is someone who served during a yeah. time of war. Do not follow the history books on that. We'll get into that more. Okay. But the history books on wartime is different than Congress on wartime. And okay. the VA pension eligibility on wartime. Okay. Or surviving spouses. So it... If the veteran's alive, the veteran can pull this down if the spouse is the one that's creating the costs, 
but they won't be eligible for uh, housebound or, or aid in attendance because that's based on the veteran's health while the veteran's alive. So they may get simple pension for a married couple, but they won't get aid in attendance or housebound because it's not the veteran who needs it. When the veteran's passed away, their surviving spouse can get housebound or uh, aid in attendance on his or her own health needs because the veteran's gone. So the, the measuring life on those health needs has changed when the veterans passed away, okay? And this is for high medical costs. And when we get into this uh, in segment three, we'll talk about what constitutes a medical cost. It's actually quite okay. generous in some ways and very limiting in others. Okay. <coughs> the VA compensation program, which is also called VA disability, and actually VA disability is a very good way to describe it. Uh, it is for veterans with disabilities that... Uh, where the disabilities are the result of a disease or injury that in, was incurred or aggravated during the time in the service. Exactly. Okay. okay. So uh, if you had something, a, a, a small, some damage to your leg when, before you ever got in the military, you did something stupid mm-hmm. when you were a kid, like kids do. Um, and it kind of lingered, but it wasn't so bad that it kept you out of the military, but it, something in the military made it worse. And now, potentially years later, it keeps you from working. Yeah, that, that is aggravated by the mili- uh, your activities in the military. That is potentially eligible for compensation. So, uh, I mean, this, and this is everything from barely disabled or not yet disabled, but you have something to you can't work. Got okay. it. And they have different scales for that. And we'll get into that too, probably in segment four. And then there's a dependent and indemnity compensation. This is when the veteran who is in the compensation program has passed away um, or the veteran died during time of the service. This is a program that pays money to the dependents, the surviving spouse and dependent family members. If it's uh, if the, the veteran or deceased military uh, service member was young enough it may actually pay to the parents if they were dependent. Okay. Uh-huh. And we'll talk more about this later, but that's referred to as DIC for obvious reasons. And then on top of that, this also has special monthly compensation in the, in the compensation program, the disability program. That's why I'm fussy about aid and attendance, because if the veteran needs help with that physical day of the living, sounds like aid and attendance, doesn't it? They can get additional compensation. If they have a certain disability, they lost a limb, they lost a finger, there's a cash benefit for that specifically tied to that body part. Yeah, I know it's kind of morbid, but it is what it is. Um, And then it's also available for the surviving spouse, child or parent who needs help from another person with activities daily living. Guess what they call this? Aid and attendance. Yes, they do. That's why I'm fussy about my terminology, (laughs) okay? That's why I'm fussy about calling pension, pension. Yeah. Because aid and attendance is an add-on both in the pension program and this compensation program. Very interesting. And then in addition, through VA health, okay, VA pension and VA compensation are cash programs, okay? Through VA health, services are available, uh, and some of the services are listed on my screen for those who can see it. Geriatric evaluation, adult day health care, respite care, skilled home health care. And then there are certain residential services that are available through VA right. long-term care in the VA health program. And I'm reading it for those who are simply listening. Assisted living, personal care homes, family care homes, group living homes, psychiatric community residential care homes, VA community living centers, 
community nursing homes, and in states where they have them, states veterans homes. So, and that is it for my kind of overview. And I think this is probably a good time to end segment two. Well, that's fabulous. And Jim, thank you for much, so much. I am learning a bunch on this. I think it's really important that we all um, understand the difference. And wow, this is really important for all of us to listen to. And so we're going to talk about eligibility. How do you get involved and how do you apply if you're qualified? So Jim will be right back right after this. State of Ohio residents, you have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. (laughs) 